1: Welcome back, Ral, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Ral worries about the Mirror. Before leaving with Lafian to perform a heist, Ral has to do a few things in Falsum. With his own death on his mind, Ral prepares for how he will get Aimer back, and how to ensure that her life will be a good one. What will the Spectres accept for Aimer's resurrection? Is the Mirror going to be a survivable experience for Ral? And what exactly is Tio? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to The Lucky Die. Find yourself in Fausum. It's the night before you're about to go to Belegbood and possibly go do the heist to get yourself a gem to bring back Ama. But I feel like there's probably some things you want to do in Falsam before you head off. So, Raoul, what do you want to do? Uh,
2: well, we have a million things to prepare now. So <laughs> uh, I need to go do a couple of things. Okay. I have a shopping shopping list sort of. Oh
1: boy. To well, take care we of. have we have some time so we can we can go through your shopping list. Uh so I feel like Rao's vacation is going to be less of a vacation more of a well, this is going to be an exhausting nights.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's not really got anything that he's looking forward to. Well, I don't know. He needs to talk to Spectre and he like look- He he he's always excited to talk to Spectre, but he needs to talk first to his Tabaxi friend. He needs to talk to his Tabaxi friend Um, and see if his Tabaxi friend has medicines and potions to help him get through the.
1: Okay, Um, your Tabaxi friend because it's basically going to be like night evening. He's in like he's where you normally find your Tabaxi friends, and they are currently kind of like packing down for the evening i guess uh they're beginning to put some of their ingredients away and like make sure that their pestle and mortar is all clean and all of their knives and stuff so um that's that's how you find them
2: okay i don't know how we communicate with each other <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: um they look at you and they they wave there's no smile it's just a just a wave and a nod um I like the idea that this is the grumpiest tabaxi in the world and you've made friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he waves. Um,
2: We could use a favor. Um, we're going to be doing uh, dangerous things. Um, I need things for pain and we're going to need a lot of potions we will buy them i could pay for them
1: um they look at you and like they tip their head a little bit and you see their whiskers like kind of like flex a little bit and then they they say no pay what pain where
2: raw uh, gestures to his uh, acid, kind of. <laughs> st- uh, yeah, they they his, nod, his they mouth, nod. Yeah, yeah. Um, acid basically. When I get upset or scared, um, I can pass out. We're going. I'm. I think I'm going to be alone. Um is like kind of looking down and shuffling his feet not excited about the idea (laughs)
1: no
2: being alone somewhere scary
1: no pain or no um he seems to be struggling to find the word Uh, uh, stop no no pain or no barrier or, yes, barrier. He kind of, like, gestures to your face and then, like, runs, like, his paws down his face like he's drooling, and he puts a hand under it and then continues, like, drooling over the top of his hand and then he's like, smiles. <laughs>
2: um, I don't really know what he's trying to say.
1: <laughs> As Rao continues to look confused, he kind of, like, uh, looks around... Um, and he dives into like his bag and collection of his stuff, and he pulls out this like scrap of cloth um and he kinda like waves it at you and like dangles his like like moves his fingers uh paws around it, and like tries to make it look like the um they're indicating that the the cloth is like magic, even though it's not, and then he kind of like puts it up to your face, and then he does like the drooling motion over the top of the cloth
2: oh um. I mean, sure, something like that would be nice, but uh, it's kind of a lot on the inside, too, not just outside. And Rob uh, puts his hand on his (laughs) chest and kind of gestures.
1: Uh, he kind of like puts his like paw, like maybe like half an inch above your your scales, like in the area you're indicating, and you see him like frown and like scratch his scratch his uh, scratch his eyebrow just behind his ear, and he's like barrier for heart.
2: Raw nods and looks kind of excited. Like that sounds maybe like something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he 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 nods and he says. Only for little hour. And he looks like he's definitely unsure how to say what he said.
2: Well, nods. Yeah, that should be fine. Um, I hope that uh, we're out of there in an hour.
1: He nods and says, big time with creating. But yes, little time barrier hut
2: okay that might help just let us know what you need um we have how much time
1: <laughs> <laughs> about four. you don't actually know how to open it but you're going to be gone for like four days
2: yeah we won't need it for another four days or at least um yeah uh. But that's it
1: five d- days five sun five days
2: okay uh, that that would help uh, thank you um
1: have question no question need of you later
2: okay um is everything okay?
1: He he nods. Um, All okay, but have question need of you later.
2: Okay, of
1: course. Uh, they they smile and say, "No pay. You go. I make barrier heart."
2: uh Rock gives him a hug. <laughs> he
1: he seems really <laughs> awkward, and then he he hugs you in that kind of like still trying to feel what the fuck a, a scales are because this is super weird for him. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you like a hearty pat on the back, and then like pulls out some of his potion, ingre- uh, potion ingredients and his his things again, and his potion books. So he seems to be he getting on with it. There will be something for you in five days. <laughs> Woo,
2: that might help. But it
1: is only temporary. And if you hadn't picked up, you owe him a favor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I better add this to my notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your Tabaxi friend, you owe a favor too. Um I hope that's at least one item ticked off your list. Um yes. I'm not gonna say it 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 might be the most useful thing in the world you've ever just obtained for the easiest thing in the world. Um or it might <laughs> be the most useless thing. You'll just have to fun it when you get to it.
2: Well, I mean not a lot can hurt. I think you'll try anything at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially
2: to get through uh something. Yeah, potentially intense. So,
1: <laughs> okay. So, where to?
2: Um, Raul's gonna find a quiet space. Uh, to okay. do his uh... specter.
1: Well, um the mirror room, the the room with the death chair, the room where you guys do your meetings, although your meetings so maybe that may be used sometimes. Uh the temple is usually well not usually, it's it's always quiet, but there's usually people there. Um or you can just walk on the surface, like there are plenty of places. Where would you where do you want to go?
2: I don't think it has much of a reason to go up to the surface right now. Um i'll go to the mirror room
1: okay um the kind of four guards on duty the ones that are all kind of like really squished in there now because you asked for security on the door <laughs> 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 they they part to let you through you, you've already seen the mirror you're of no threat to yourself um well no you are you're out but um <laughs> yeah the, the mirror room is empty um Yeah, the uh, curtain, the cloth is still up over the top of it, and the armor stand is more than half full.
2: Okay. Rolf's going to kind of uh, whisper out loud. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Spector, I've got something to ask. I'm going to... uh, Let me see if I can make it over there. And Rolf closes his eyes. And focus is really hard to get to the stalking point.
1: Okay, there is a lot of concentration had. <laughs> as much as you are trying to get over there, your your body pulls you through. Like it's just seven days is enough, man. You're charged to do this. <laughs> um, yeah, you find yourself on the stalking in the mirror room. Um, You haven't been randomly pulled off to a different part of the stalking. You're exactly where you're on the physical plane, but in the stalking. Um, And you see your specter kind of like sitting cross-legged, almost opposite you.
2: Hey, specter. I have a couple of questions. Um, Maybe you could give me a little more time.
1: Uh, Sure. And he kind of reaches out and he says...
0: Just before you go back, I'll keep you here. It's not a pleasant experience. So what's up, Hey. Hi.
2: Um, Hi. So you might have overheard a lot of what we're doing. Um. Do you know how to get in this? What is on the other side? What this is, you seem to know a lot about what you knew about the chair. And that was related to something, death, and then this thing is too.
0: Yes. The gods that created this temple.
1: And he kind of looks around at the mirror room, but you think he's indicating the temple.
0: was created by a group of gods, each of them had a different way of protecting it, a different way of making it a useful place to start. Miracle protected one of the pieces of Monarch. Let's watch through this mirror. But I am on a bound by my allegiance to them, not to say how.
2: Oh, okay.
1: But um, as he says that, not that skeletons can wink, but you kind of get that distinct impression that something's going on as he puts a hand over your chest and then pulls it away again.
0: Um,
2: I'm sure I'll figure out what that means. <laughs> Um, What do I need to give up to bring Amor back? Is memories going to be enough?
0: Well Your memories of Daimarius Of the whole experience there They would all go Which means you would only remember From the moment you lost sight of Daimereus, your childhood would be gone. But you would know that you knew things. The facts would stay the same. You know that you met Ama. You know that Hagen was a friend. You would know you were treated badly, you just wouldn't remember them.
2: That could be good and bad,
0: though. Yes. um, What exactly you would... What exactly you would know... I couldn't tell you. I don't know if you'd remember that Thorin was Amos' father. Or whether you would remember, or know, rather, that Amos was who she was to him it's dangerous it could help you in the long run it could help some of all this
1: and he kind of like puts a a finger up to your kind of like nose like where it's kind of like in the real world it would be drooling a little bit (laughs) Uh.
0: it might help with some of that but otherwise you would remember nothing
2: That's fine though, because when Amos back, she can help us get through back to the to get the thing from Rowanwa.
0: Yeah,
2: she she knows the better than me, anyways. She would be a better guide, anyhow.
0: I think that would be enough, Row. Okay. Okay. Um. Good. I will make sure that I am reassigned to her if and when it comes up.
1: He kind of gives you that look of, "Mm, (laughs) he's going to do something dodgy again.
0: (laughs) Oh no. (laughs)
2: Um, well, don't get yourself in trouble.
0: Um. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Be promoted
1: again? And he has a <laughs> moment of laughter, and then a moment of oh shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How's Theo doing?
1: And he has a smile on his face.
2: Oh, Theo's fine, thank you. Theo's great. Um, he's very nice. Um. Helping at least. Yes. Is. Tia? Is he like. magic or.?
0: <laughs> yes, he is. He is a natural inhabitant of the Stalking. Okay. He is magical.
2: Okay. That's fun.
0: Yeah, theo has been he can, great. She can do some surprising things. So don't freak out <laughs> if he does something unusual.
2: Uh... Okay, I'll try not to be so surprised. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
1: he reaches out and he grabs hold of your wrists as you feel yourself kind of slipping back to the material plane but he he pulls you through it is like someone has gotten a block of ice and just put it against your scales um, but he's he's holding on and keeping you here he says
0: there is one thing i have to tell you sure there are spirits that are passing through now, that talk of darkness being called, of being summoned. It's a fair bet to say the blissful eclipse, but it's something more. They say they're going to pull enough for the living and the dead. I'm trying to carefully get some information about what this means. Um,
2: you probably know by now that's way out of some of what I would know anything about. I know. That sounds bad. But
0: I feel like some of your companions may hear about it soon. Okay. Just be careful of the dark spirits when they turn up. They will feel familiar to you, but they will not be friendly. Be careful, Raoul.
2: What do you mean,
0: dark spirits? The spirits that are talking about this are talking as if they're bringing the blissful eclipse here. That there is enough for everyone. It's only small details. I'm trying to piece everything together. But just be careful if something shadowy turns up that shouldn't... shouldn't be there. No matter how good or familiar it feels.
2: Okay. Um, I'll let everyone know. Thank you. Good luck, Coral.
1: He smiles.
2: Ra gives a hug of course, yes to hug Spectre.
1: Of course they hug and it's literally like <laughs> hugging death as you go back it's through to the physical plane <laughs> like hugging death but that's okay for Raul because they're besties um. <laughs> yeah okay um, tick we spoken to the Spectre um, yeah yeah and you have uh, uh, uh does does Rao feel better or does he feel worse?
2: For having talked <laughs> to Spectre?
1: Yeah. I think
2: he feels better because he's more confident that he like he can bring Aima back and still be helpful in some way without having to give up anything physical because he doesn't have yeah. a whole lot. <laughs> Um, he doesn't have a whole lot left, and it would be—it's v- a thin line between like him being useful and him being a, a huge burden in another way, which is already saying yeah. a lot. So I think he's relieved <laughs> that like he can s-
1: still—yeah—he's <laughs> not going to be a husk of a dragonborn. Yeah. Um, that's that's good. Like, so Rao's basically almost on his way to getting Aimer back now. Like, he's just got to go get the gem and you know yeah. hope that uh. Your friend Emil Scott has has good words when he returns. <laughs> um, okay, so um, you still have the rest of the evening. Let's say it's like the equivalent of midnight in this world. Um, what do you want to do? Uh,
2: well, since I'm already here, I wanted to do this last, but uh, he would probably <laughs> go look for the Dragonborn.
1: Okay. The Dragonborn is uh staying in the barracks area. You notice that some of Savras's army, the kind of bigger, bulkier, and some of the definitely magically powerful ones, are kind of conveniently in beds near to him. Um <laughs> They're they're keeping an eye on his every move. But uh yeah, for now the the, the Dragonborn is uh Let's say that they are sitting up reading something oh let's say they're reading like a like a, a common phrase book um they're trying to figure out how to speak common <laughs> fair okay
2: Ra enters and quietly sits I guess on an adjacent bed in the barracks oh yeah and avoids eye contact. For a minute, trying to gather up <laughs> the I guess courage or just you know s- swallow down the fact that it's t- he's has to have this conversation,
1: <sighs> yeah, when you finally look up, the Dragonborn has closed the book, put it down next to them, and they are like sitting they're just kind of sitting, leaning forward a little bit with their arms crossed and just staring at you. They're just waiting.
2: Um, you finding what you're looking for?
1: I know how to ask to go upstairs. What do you need upstairs? And to the bakery. But these are not useful phrases right now.
2: What phrase do you need to know?
1: When your friends say that they have the last piece, I very much want to go home.
2: I mean, I doubt that they would just leave you here.
1: Right. I do as we were under commands. If I am to stay here, then I will stay here. That is my job. And he stares at you. That is my duty.
2: Mm, Sure. Do you... Do you recognize the name Aima?
1: I have heard of many Amas. Be a little more specific.
2: Thorin's daughter.
1: Yes, I have heard of her.
2: She should be here. But she's not right now.
1: Where can I find her? At least then I can talk to somebody sensible.
0: I'm
2: going to be uh, bringing her back here. And I can
1: go get her. Where?
2: Mm. She died.
1: Oh, you are to pass. They have told me here that you can bring people back when they die there are... That's
2: what I hear, too.
1: After lives.
2: There are. I've seen them.
1: This does not make sense to me.
2: (laughs) When I bring her back, I want her to have the option to go home. Maybe she could take you home.
1: I will take her home with me. If she wants to return. A Thorin was never the same after she ran away.
0: Rockin' looks down. Well, uh, hmm.
2: I just want that to be an option for her. She shouldn't have to be here anymore. She doesn't want to be. She has no reason to be.
1: As you know, we don't have a concept of what to do with someone brought back from the dead. I, with Thorin's views, I think that she would still be accepted. She is a fighter who continues to fight after she has died, that's
2: Yeah, she's still fighting doing all of that.
1: That is something to aspire to. I would make sure that she is accepted on trying to explain as best as I can what this afterlives are. It would be good we could use her.
2: Sure. Um, Well, you'll have to talk to her about all that when when she gets back. Um,
1: Of course.
2: Good to hear that she has options, though.
1: You are not coming back.
2: Well, I'm not really accepted, am I?
1: No. No. It was not a question.
2: Not like I'm going to last long enough to give a shit anyways.
1: You are a dead man walking, but I have heard. You have done many good things, despite being what you are.
0: Hmm.
2: You act like I chose to do this. You act like this could not be you. This could not have been you.
1: He shakes his head and he says, This would not have been me. Could I have would been have.
2: you. I knew a lot of people who thought the same. I thought the same. They kept wheeling them in one after another and they would all just die the same.
0: Yeah.
2: They all thought they had purposes and to do all the bullshit that you are here doing. This and that for one while you're the Thorin. I wanted to do things. I thought I wanted to help do fighting and this and that. I wanted to learn. It's not like I gave up on you. And Raul gets up and starts to leave. He's kind of done with this.
1: <laughs> the He makes moves to go after you and he says, just answer my one. Question, please. What? Why do you keep fighting even though you are. Even though you know you are going to die? We thought there was nothing else to live after. Why do you keep fighting?
2: When Aima died, I did not keep fighting. And then I found out all of the things that I know now. And here I am again.
1: You fight for love.
2: I'm fighting for a lot of things right now. But yes, it's always been that way. Right now I'm fighting for life too.
1: He nods like very slowly as if he's coming to an understanding of his own. He says, I have seen these people do incredible things with healing magics. I hope they can find something for you so you can come home.
2: Raw kind of gives him a really curious look, kind of... A little bit softer of a look.
1: I fight for love, too. I have left my family behind in Demerius. I understand. I understand you now, I think. But also understand, I am going to bed. This is too much common today. turns
2: around and goes to bed. Okay. Yeah, Rob will still leave. I think that he could talk more about, like, the fact that he's going to forget a lot about (laughs) Demarius and not be able to assist any further (laughs) after this, but he doesn't really, he's not in a talking mood, and Aima will kind of take care of a lot of that talking.
1: (laughs) Once she comes back
2: and was about the Demarius stuff.
1: Yeah, that's... That's yep, that's how that's yep.
2: they, can, they, can, they can do the they can do the rest of this nonsense talking later.
1: <laughs> All of that talking shit someone else can do that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. As you leave the barracks you see a young human boy, a young halfling boy. And do see Kind of a late teenager girl sneaking out from the area where they build and where they create and where the forge is. You seem just kind of like peeking their head out and just like sneaking out really quietly, hoping nobody will notice them in the passage of people going around.
2: Um. Hmm. Raw was like leaving the room <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> and then he kind of dips back in. Probably getting a weird look from the other Dragonborn, but not really paying any attention at all. And he puts he puts his senses into Tio and follows them.
1: <laughs> okay, can I have tio make a stuff roll, please? Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful, Neil. <laughs> No, uh. Neil. Fuck it, it's just too funny that you're not 20 on that. Um, Like the silent creature from the stalking that he is, Tio, you and Tio ask Tio to follow them. And Tio <laughs> flies up to the ceiling, flips up and begins to walk very slowly along the ceiling, just flexing their wings a little bit. You have this weird kind of bird's eye view down on what's going on. It's very easy from up here to follow the three children. <laughs> like, it's ridiculously easy. You see them sneaking out. They have something that they have in a bag, and they've kind of like, they keep shuffling it between them. When they think someone's looking at them, they make sure they move their bodies in a way that they hide this bag of things. Mm. The three of them, very. St- very, very sneakily for the three of them, managed to sneak their way out of the temple, past where Guardian and Claws are, past where some people are talking and chatting or sparring in that kind of entrance way. They sneak out through the door and they make their way along that very long corridor with bands of colours, bands of traps. They're, they're dormant now, they've been dormant for a while. And they sneak their way into the sewers. Are you continuing to follow them in Tio? Are you letting them know what's going on?
2: Um, we're going to catch up on foot a ways <laughs> because I'm not <laughs> sure that he is very confident uh, with the range that he has with Tio. Uh-huh. And also, he doesn't want Tio to get too far from him because you yeah. know, he doesn't want Tio to get hurt. So. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna say it's very easy for you to catch up yeah Yeah, uh, to be fair once you get into that very long corridor there's nowhere for them to hide and there's nowhere for you to hide so as soon as anyone looks you're both rumbled um I'm gonna say for the sake of brevity it's probably about halfway along this corridor that these kids notice they're being followed um yeah (laughs) uncle Ralph and, like, Taylor's, like, moves in such a way that she hides the bag behind her and the two boys are doing the same. They're, like, taking it from her and, like, moving it behind them. You've already seen the bag. You know it's here. So it's it's obvious to you.
2: What are you doing?
1: <laughs> what are you doing, Uncle Ralph?
2: <laughs> oh, uh, you know, just uh, keeping an eye on some kids that look kind of suspicious
1: what are you doing oh and they look at each other and Rondy looks up and says <laughs> i guess we're being suspicious we're we're making something Taylor is making something don't ramble me I, just be honest it's raw okay fine we're making something that might help But we don't want to tell anyone in case it doesn't help.
2: And you're being careful.
1: (laughs) They look at each other. Rondi, like, hugs Taylor's like, uh, like, trouser leg and, like, gives her a look. And she's like, well, we're trying. But we got caught leaving, so I guess not very good.
2: What are you doing? What are you looking for?
1: Um... Okay, we'll show you, but you have to promise not to tell anyone else in case it doesn't work.
2: okay, that's I fine. I just want to make sure you don't need help
1: um okay um she like between the three of them they open up the bag and you make your way closer and she pulls out this stack of cards. They have.
2: Raw gives kind her a look like those... because he knows he like he heard the car, about the card trick, <laughs> yeah. right? He just like flat, yeah, he like about that. flat blank expression, like just looks at her.
1: She she pulls them out and she kind of like spreads them in her hands, and you can see that on each of the cards they have like a very formal like gold looking border, but across them there are charcoal drawings. Now some of these drawings are clearly done by someone who is much more practice at artistry than these three kids um it's definitely the work of like a master drawer um some of them are a lot more childish some of them are clearly drawn by the three children um but you kind of look through them and at a glance some of them are shiny and are thus uh, like preserved some of them are still kind of taking shape they're still not magical yet but what really strikes you is that you recognise a lot of the people drawn on these cards. So, um, mm. I was, I was, we were working on how to put like things into cards they're not the cards that I was using before because daddy told me off for those and he said he doesn't ever ever want me to do them again but I said I have to at some point because I think they're going to be really important and powerful things but he's right I probably shouldn't do them until I know what I'm doing a bit better so I thought I'd work on some different cards and these have people on them and um I'm still trying to make it work, and I can only make Rondi's and Zach's and mine's work, and I can't make anyone else's work, and I can't figure out why.
2: These don't... These... You're not going to age again, are you?
1: (laughs) No, silly. Um... Uh. I mean, if... And Rondi, like, looks at her and he says, If we do one... We'll show him one, and then we'll just do this again tomorrow. We'll, we'll try again tomorrow. Just show him. And Zach like nods at her. Okay, so this one is me. And she pulls up a picture that is clearly someone else has drawn of Taylor. And it's her as a kid, and she has like really big like pigtails. Like they're just huge. Um, and it's it's drawn in charcoal. Um, and she says, um. So this one has my name on it, and you can see it's like written in uh, like a very young person's handwriting. Um, So this is me, and um, okay, uh, I have pigtails! And she throws the card forward, and what appears when it hits the deck is a 10-foot version of Taylor's she holds in her hands a series of cards and as she throws them forward, you hear like a small explosion going off as it hits the wall and you see that part of the wall, as you look, has been shattered and destroyed. And then the ten-foot talus disappears. I can do that with Rondi and with Zach, but I don't know how to make anyone else's work. Uh... Can you help
0: Okay,
2: um, I don't really know a whole lot about all of this. Um, but if you have any ideas, sure.
1: You see, um, Zack, like, tugging on her waist, and she bends down to listen to him. And she, like, looks at him, and he nods, like, emphatically, like, this is what he thinks. And she looks at you, and she says, Zack thinks that if you, like... Let me find the, the the real one. And she like goes through it and she pulls out what looks like a very good drawing of you. This is like a, a level of drawing beyond these kids. And she presents it to you. And it has the gold border, but it's not preserved. There's no written name on it. It's nothing like that. And she's like, um, so Zach thinks maybe if you sign it and maybe, um, I don't know, say something that uh, maybe we can make it work and she hands it over to you.
2: What well, kind of looks at it and like kind of like he's never like seen a picture of himself before it's like weird that this is a thing.
1: <laughs> it's a, It's like a, it's a really good drawing of you. So it's like r- semi-realistic. Um yeah, it also looks kind of scary, but the kids don't seem at all scared of you. So like yeah. Like if you showed this to normal kid, they're like, meh. Uh, like these aren't normal kids. These kids are. <laughs> these kids have seen some shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Um. Who did this?
1: Um. Daddy drew it. Oh. So when that da- when we run out of the mirror room last time I had an idea and I asked Daddy if he could draw all of you because he's a really good drawer and now that he's not quite so old anymore his hands don't shake and he didn't think I knew that his hands were shaking but I did and I saw that they weren't shaking anymore and I asked him to draw everyone and he did and he drew you
2: Wow Um Okay and you think I need to sign this
1: Um Yeah but if this works, please don't tell anyone why I asked them to sign their pictures because I want it to be a surprise.
2: Okay. Just don't, uh, no trouble, no troublemaking. making. And he I gives, like I he tries to give a spin, like, <laughs> but he, they know he's just confused and trying to just say, don't hurt anything.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what, take a, I would decide what kind of, like, either intimidation or persuasion. I will let you choose. This is parenting.
0: <laughs> mm.
2: They're both the same. So I'll, okay. I'll do the nicer then one.
1: We will just we will call it the parenting check. Uh,
2: tw- <laughs> Twenty-one.
1: <laughs> Twenty-one at parenting, huh? <laughs> um, they they kind of like look down, and you see like Zach just do that thing where like his feet makes a circle whilst he's looking down. His hands behind his back. You see, Rondi like. Uh, He's 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 adulting. You know he, you know the look of him when he's being a leader, and he's accepting that he has to do something he doesn't want to do. And Taylor just like looks out and out disappointed. She's just like, okay, I promise not to use them randomly for things or to get into too much trouble.
2: Fine. Uh, do you have a pen or something?
1: Uh huh, and she kind of like goes into her bag and she pulls out um, a quill and an ink the ink it, ink is supposed to just be like a flat normal colour this one's definitely glowing and shifting inside like a thick fluid he,
2: um, he gives them the look like of course this is <laughs> of course this is weird
1: <laughs> it's, it's magic uncle Raoul wait you uh, sign it
2: fine <laughs> He's <Okay>. Hesitantly signs <laughs> it.
1: You see her kind of like um, take the card back, and as she does, um, she kind of blows over it, and you see this kind of like faint pink and purple like particles of light land on it from her breath, and you see that it preserves over it, and you see the two boys just go nuts next to her, like ah, we did it, sort of thing. Um, she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm getting, I'm getting a try. Um, um. Um, I'm really good at hugs. And she throws it forward, <laughs> and you see a 10 version of Raul appear, <laughs> who kind of smiles down at you all. I need you to know that the ten-foot version of Raul, you, you you don't really, you know, you've seen yourself in a mirror, you know you're quite scary, you know that you can be very intimidating, but this version of Raul just exhumes something comfortable it's not scary it's just <laughs> i don't know beautiful in its own terrifying way um and you see the Rao turn up smile and wave at them and you see them lifting their arms up to punch things realize there's nothing to punch and then he disappears hmm. all the kids just rush over and hug you and high-five each other
2: <laughs> Raul hugs back <laughs> but is okay, equally confused at so- the magic
1: so so when when you come back, i I going mean, will need you to sign another one, but please don't tell anyone else because I just want to, I just, yeah, in, in case, like, I can't get them all to work, and I know some of them, well, the, the old ones I did, they kind of just stood there and did nothing, and that was really useless, and I don't want to be useless. So please don't tell anyone.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Just be careful.
1: We will, Uncle Rel. Of course, we'll make sure we behave. And then Zach just kind of like waves and the three kids just bolt back into the temple. <laughs> Complete disregard of the fact they were trying to sneak out.
2: <laughs> yeah, Raw. since we're, are we in the sewers, yeah?
1: Uh, yeah, you're kind of uh, in that long corridor that um, you get to just before you get into the sewers.
2: Okay, um, and then he, it's probably probably the same distance or whatever to go, because uh, Ra wanted to see if Bogram was around. Uh, it's probably the same distance back or forward, so he'll just go through the sewers, I guess. Since we're already in yeah. the sewer,
1: um, yeah. Like your, your sewer adjacent, you might as well go check there that way. Um, yeah, you you make your way back through the sewers. Most of like the kind of um, the pathways that would lead to the temple itself have been like cleaned up. It's clearly been used as a as a passage now. You pass the place where you met the. Um, where well, you met the orc priest that time with the children, um mm-hmm. and you find the exit into the um into the earth dark tunnel that houses the fourfold. You make your way to where Bogram's rooms are and he is not there.
2: Okay. Um hmm. I'm trying to think of where where else he not to look for Bogram, but what else he like has to do? I don't think he has anything to do. He could go talk to Caden.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's you could grasp the kids up. That'd be uh... a. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, I can make that work. I can make that work. All right. Just after discovering visit, that Bogram, you know? yeah, after you discover Bogram isn't where Bogram is supposed to be, you make your way back to the temple, and it's like. I'm going to say like two in the morning now. It's like really late. Um, there are very few people up and about now. As you check in into the barracks as to where Caden is, um, where you would assume he'd be, you see that the kids are just all sparked out in their various places. Um, you notice that uh, Rosita and Zach's kind of like uh, sleeping area, their beds and bunks are much closer to Caden and um, Taylor's than they were like before. Um, they seem to have performed like a... Odd little family unit now. Um and you see that Rondy's just off talking to some people. Um you do notice however Caden is awake. Um he's just kind of like reading through some things by candlelight.
2: Ralph well, goes over and like sits down next to him.
1: Uh he smiles and like reaches over and gives you a hug.
2: Yeah, well hugs him. <laughs> I don't think he has like a whole lot to say, you know? It's just like good company to have. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. he, he kind of like, he does that thing where he looks around, he reaches under the bed and like pulls out something like comfortable to drink, um, pours a beer for himself and, uh, like some nice tasting, um, kind of like a fruity drink for um, <laughs> So Um, kind of like hands that over and uh, begins to drink. And he says, I, I, I went, I went back to my, my, my home. It's, not not there but but i i found i found some some things i i thought maybe you could could make make use of this P- punching is not my my punching punching not my game game anymore and he kind of like um in the same box he pulled his beer and your your kind of like fruity drink out of um <laughs> he pulls out a kind of a big bag um it's quite heavy and it's got a lot of material in there it's clearly protecting whatever the heavy item is and he says i i i don't know if they'll they'll fit but they might they are magic so they might change for your 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 hands or or or, or your 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 feet
2: oh, I like said curious
1: so so my my when when i i'm i married um when I married Taylor's mom, I, 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 her her father gave gave them to to, to me to to help protect our, our our family and and well I, I'm, I'm long gone for the, the punchy game now but but they allow allow you to to hurt hurt a little harder for the pe- people that you, you you care about and he gives you the back
2: uh, takes a second and kind of gives Caden a second glance and and kind of like hesitant or not hesitant but you know meekly I guess uh, opens the bag and pulls out what's inside
1: inside you see a pair of bronze knuckle dusters they are heavily etched with Dwarven and magical runes. They glint and they shimmer. There is definitely a magical something around them. And as you kind of like turn them over in your hand, you can feel them stretching and shifting and making themselves correct for the next user. And he says, Caden says, I... I I, I know that you, you don't think you're m- much for this w- world, m- much longer, but if if anything, if anything happens, you'd look after her, right? And he looks at Talis, who's asleep in the bed opposite.
2: As long as I can, yes. Of course.
1: So you you have have these if you make sure she's okay if I'm gone.
2: If you're gone, are you okay?
1: I'm 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 fine, but I I re- realised that I almost died for for being being old, and we as a group almost keep keep, keep dying. I I don't want to leave her without some someone. I would die to to, to save her, but she's she's still a kid. She's not seventeen. She's seven.
2: <laughs> as long as I'm here, I will look out for her.
1: Thanks. And he kind of like clinks his glass against yours and keeps drinking.
2: Raul <laughs> like gives him a hug, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Raul's a bit
2: emotional. Like, he's,
1: yeah, he, he he is also he gives you that really like strong hug that like doesn't break away for a while. Um, he's upset, but he's also very happy that you are going to help him. Well, more help, Taylor. She's the important one. We all know this. We all know Taylor this is the most important <laughs> person in this podcast. <laughs> okay, um, I'm about to release something to you in the handouts. Okay, you have a set of knuckle dusters called damn. It's called it's a plus one weapon. Ooh, As damn. a bonus action, you can use the command phrase death by any means necessary. Damn. The target of your attack becomes your sworn enemy until it dies or until the dawn seven days later. You can only have one sworn enemy, and when your sworn enemy dies, you can just choose another one after the next day. You cannot change your sworn enemy unless they die or seven days later. Right. When you make a melee attack action with this weapon against your sworn enemy, you have advantage on the roll. What In the addition, fuck? you ignore any resistance they have against the type of damage dealt by this weapon, and if the attack hits, your sworn enemy takes an extra 1d8 slashing.
2: What the fuck? Holy shit. You realise so that's big. gonna stack like crazy with uh, Divine, oh, yeah. fla- divine Flavour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Neil. it oh, Divine Flavour. <laughs> Yes, I know. I'm very well aware. I know that I am power giving you guys a lot of power spikes at the moment, but I don't really give you guys it doesn't anything else. Matter. So I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally fine.
2: Cool. That's those are crazy. Holy shit. There you go. Hi everyone, we're all here. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It means so much. If you've not yet had the chance to swing by our website, please go visit our website at luckydie.com. We just put a lot of work into revamping that. It's looking very good. Special thanks to patron Cody Ramsey for being a supporter of the show. Your support means a whole lot to us. Thank you. We have lately had some people finding out about the show via word of mouth from their friends. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate that if you 've not left a review yet, uh, that helps a lot of people too. It helps us know what we 're doing right, what you like to hear from us, and it helps other people uh, it helps other people find us too so uh, that would greatly help as well. So uh, thanks so much to everyone who supports the show. Um, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week for the rest of our vacations bye
0: are you tired of the domestic discussions of the more pedestrian podcasts looking for a more enlightened way to talk about video games then look no further than left trigger right trigger the video game book club where four hosts discuss the more sophisticated issues in games Topics include. Body parts. Zelda. The Division.
2: Hyperlight Tokyo Drifter. Good vibes.
0: Time Machine. Doing the gab. Uh,
2: biscuit faces.
1: Being terrible.
2: Muzipan sex dance. The faces are terrible.
1: When the mouse is away. When the cat's a mouse.
2: I can't tell white people apart. My body is going to dissolve. I'm playing wine. The gashapon is just a womb. Man, this game's got hot orcs. <laughs>
0: left trigger right trigger your video game book club wow that was really disappointing hey there this is Justin Bartha I made a funny new podcast King of the Egg Cream it has the greatest cast in the history of
2: podcasts with actors like Louis Black I'm torn by my feelings for two women
0: Bobby Cannavale you can eat it